Whether you drink soy milk, oat milk, almond milk, rice milk or chalky milk, we've got a seat at the table for you. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Matt O'Kine, when's the last time you absolutely ate shit in public? Oh, like full on stack. Yeah, when, when have you stacked it? Oh, man, I, I can't even think of when I did that. I mean, my daughter stacks it so much. Like, she is face-planting everywhere. Well, like daughter, um, like father. Yeah, no, I can't think of it. I um, Because mine was, why, yeah, la- what happened? was last night. <laughs> I was walking through the CBD of Melbourne, hands in, um, hands in my pockets, because it's quite cold in the, yeah. in the south of Australia these days. Mm-hmm. Just didn't lift my foot for a curb, kicked it, on the oh. corner of Swanson Street and Collins Street, out, out the front of the Melbourne Town Hall, and just down I went, just thumped on the ground. Oh. And it's just like one where no one knows, because I think I'm at the age where it's, I'm not young enough for it to be funny, <laughs> you know, and you laugh at a little kid falling over. I'm not oh, old yeah. enough for it to be, like, really concerning. So people just <laughs> looked at me on the ground. Did it hurt? It really hurt. And then... All the lady did was point to my my work ID that had fallen out of my pocket in the fall that said Alex Dyson. <laughs> Just face up on the ground as I am face down on the ground. And so I'm a bit a bit, a bit battered and bruised today. Oh mate, I'm sorry to see that. Yeah, that sucks. You wake up and it wakes up a little bit uh, a little bit more painful when you've had a when you've had a topple like that. Hey. Exactly right. Anyway, cruel gonna, harsh reminder that you're getting old. I had one dusty morning where I was uh, a little bit hungover and now mate, this one I'm a bit battered and bruised. This is 32, dude. This is turning <laughs> 32. I swear to God. It is all topples from this point on. Anyway, I'm going to soldier on for your benefit today because we've got a big Friday show for you. Um, we did say that we we're going to have Tash Sultana on the show yesterday. That is still happening. It has been pushed to Monday, but I'm also excited for the guest that we've managed to land today. Someone is putting out uh, a WEP, Jaguar Jones, who I reckon, Matt O'Kine, watch this space. She's going oh, places. Oh, yeah, you're calling it? Well, um, I've been loving listening to her single. Um, I mean, Rabbit Hole came out a little while ago, and it, it's just been played so much, and I absolutely love it. She's got some incredible stories. And I don't uh, think um, I don't think she's been in... Yeah, she's been in the wars more than I have, and so we'll be finding out a bit more about that yeah. not too far away. Uh, we've also got Susie Yusuf, incredible comedian, joining us today, and up next, Matt O'Kine. I mean, we've... we've all eyes have been on Victoria when it comes to uh, why. Why is this one state out of six states and two territories the one that uh, is getting a little bit out of control? The turn turns out the answer is a little bit frisky. <laughs> it all is right. so ridiculous. <laughs> and that's coming up on here, All Day Breakfast. Hello. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Alex Dyson, have you seen there's a company that is now making um, bridal virus masks? No. Yeah, uh, like fully lacy white. A coveil. <laughs> yeah, over the, you know, to walk down the aisle in wearing. Um, pretty interesting sort of stuff. Uh, because, who knows, given some recent um, news that came to light yesterday, uh, there is certainly love in the air along with COVID when it comes to uh, how people have been meeting. A little bit of corona courtship. Unauthorised, can I say, corona courtship. 
Wow. Imagine, imagine the dismay if you're a health expert, like one of these top people, so much pressure on you to make sure that this outbreak is contained in Australia and you find out that at hotel quarantine, the security guards you have in place in order to stop people going out, they're in there getting some loving. <laughs> You'd be furious, wouldn't you? Oh, mate. You would be so annoyed. I mean, but I mean how? How? Of, I remember I, I, the only thing I could think about is if the <laughs> on school camp, I remember in year eight French camp, a few of the boys went down and snuck into the girls' bunk room. We were all just chatting and stuff. No friskiness. But the anger that the teacher showed for just, you know, being out after 9 p.m., it could only be a fraction of what Victoria's thinking after all oh, these people were, were caught potentially spreading some COVID whilst they're... um. Getting amongst it. I mean, it's it's not the sexiest thing, you know, being stuck in a hotel room because of uh, because you're in quarantine and and uh, there's a pandemic <laughs> lurking around the world. But it also goes to show that nothing gets in the way of a good route. Do you know what I mean? That that sex and can still happen no matter what. And I think it's I think it's a good testament to the human spirit to courage. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Everyone needs to play their part, and particularly people who are there in a position of responsibility, you know, going off for a little they summon, been, summon. I don't care what they were doing as long as they were wearing a mouth condom. <laughs> no such thing. Oh, actually, is there a dental dam? Why There's is that? a dental dam, but I don't think that that stops vir- airborne yeah. viruses. No, that hasn't been tested in the Petri dishes. So just, I this is the one, abstinence is the best form, all right? But it just leads us to uh, to think of the question. I mean, if like thinking of these people as people. I mean, foolhardy people. Yes. Do you know what they could have done is wear wear that wear the rubber glove over the head. Have you know that party trick where they do the full? Have you seen like a magician? Blow it up. Yes. <laughs> well, that's not going to get like the virus won't get get through that way. So you can wear the rubber glove on your head and then do the sex. But I mean, anyway, keep going. I'll just think like as people, like you wouldn't expect work and security at the quarantine hotel that that would be where you're getting lucky. A very unexpected place for a hookup. And we've also asked you, so your most unexpected hookups. Uh, Katie has gotten in touch. Hi, Katie. Hi, how are you? Not too bad. How do you feel about the news that the upbreak might be from a little bit of quarantine romancing? Well, my understanding is that they've only got a few seconds and they're passing through like the food every day. So it's I guess it'd be pretty quick romancing. <laughs> that's that's even that's. I mean, you got to be ready. You got to go in. Mm. Yeah, but confident. it is it is forward thinking and incorporating food into your lovemaking. It is, um, <laughs> you know, some of therapists I'm sure would recommend that to spice things up. But uh, what about yourself, Katie? Have you had an unexpected hookup? Uh, yes, yeah, so I was at a work party, uh, work after party. And we went to a gay bar and I am hetero and hooked up with a guy who is also hetero. And you just don't expect going to a gay bar that you're going to hook up as a hetero person, I guess. Oh, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I've heard, I've, I've, I'm, I'm under the impression that this is a tactic by some hetero dudes. Well, Ooh. the friend who took us was like, hey, if you've never been to a gay bar, it's the first time going out where no guy is going to hit on you. <laughs> and I was really excited by that. <laughs> wow. So, and that, that was not the case. Do you think it was because this this dude was so virile that you couldn't resist? Or are we in a distinct lack of options situation going on here, Katie? 
I think we are in a distinct alcoholic situation. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. And, um, uh, keep in touch. Keep in touch yeah. with the young man. Uh, no, no. Um, that was it. Was a one night thing, and that that was it. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, that's good to hear. Well, thanks very much, Katie. Really appreciate it. Thanks, boys. Have a good one. Eric, what about yourself? Unexpected hookup from you? Yeah, I was uh, I was working at uh, Safeway at all the Woolies, and um, as an eighteen year old, I got a Got a call over the, the PA saying Eric to the deli deli department. So I went over there and the um the girl at the the deli leads me into the cool room. Me thinking I just she wanted some help with something. Go in there. She, she turns around. She goes, "Oh, so I so I've heard you, the, that uh, you think I'm hot." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've told a few people that, yeah, <laughs> yeah," and um. Next minute, I'm yeah kissing her up against one of the uh, deli shelves in the cool room. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, the cool room gets a little bit all hot. The, all hot the and hams and stuff. You got some prosciutto's hanging around you. Some very wow. suggestive salami, yeah. I would uh, assume as well. There, Eric. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Were you, you know, were you both casual workers? We, we were both casual workers. Yep. Yeah. yeah, just to um, it. Yeah. Do you know if you were the first people to have boinked near the uh, near the pastramis? mixed Kalamata olives? <laughs> uh, as far as I know, yeah. But uh, who who knows? Who knows what goes on in that deli? <laughs> when it was when it was finished, did you um did you press a button and then the next number came up, number forty five? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wouldn't have been number 45 up next if you're uh, catching yeah, my drift exactly. there, Eric. Um, number 70. Do you, do you... <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Eric, thank you very, very much for chatting to us. Uh, do you keep in touch with the young lady? Uh, we still work together for, for you know, a couple of months after that until I quit, but uh, okay. other than that, no. <laughs> okay, good. Well, uh, thank you very much for uh, letting us know your unexpected hookup. And we finally, we have Phoebe from Sydney. Hey, Phoebe. Hey guys, how you going? Yeah, Thank look, you. I'm, I'm sort of re-questioning my choices at going to a deli now. I'm, I'm certainly hoping for the vacuum seal next time. I'm not asking someone to pluck out, try and get it close to 100 grams. <laughs> um, so Phoebe, can you tell us where was your unexpected hookup? Uh, in an old World War II bunker. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. Well, and... Um, where, where, how, why? <laughs> uh, the why, who knows? Uh, the how. So we, was with this guy I was saying, we went for a bushwalk around um, a part of Sydney where there are these old World War II bunkers, so a bunch of tunnels and these bunkers that lead off them that also have the little sort of the hole in them where you, you know, have guns and whatnot back mm. when we had to defend the harbour. And so we went down um, these really dodgy steps Um and we're walking around down there and there were heaps of spiders and cobwebs and we ended up in one of the bunkers and just, you know, for some reason, lots of cobwebs and <laughs> mud. Oh, and yeah, keep talking, Phoebe. It's really, <laughs> oh, I, oh, I can see why. <laughs> yeah. It's like a really creepy bunker. It seems really <laughs> creepy, but then for some reason it just, you know, it led to some stuff for whatever reason. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, I'm sure it was a, an honour to the Anzacs as well. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it wasn't Anzac Day. It was fine. It wasn't. Okay, Okay, Remember, you can only hook up after 12 p.m. on Anzac Day. That is the rule Uh, when it comes. No one wants to be giving someone else a dawn service, if you know what I'm saying. Now, 
Um, you, so you, have you been back to the bunga? Or did you keep, you know, was this suddenly the secret spot? <laughs> Haven't returned as of yet. It's not, it's just sort of the, you know, was fun. It's it's still there. Okay. The bunker. Mm-hmm. Good, good, they good. haven't haven't made it a regular spot. Okay, cool. Okay, fair enough. Well, uh, thank you very much for that, Phoebe. We really appreciate it <laughs> there. <laughs> and uh, we'll certainly be thinking of you on uh, the 11th, the 11th. Sweet, cool. I'm on it. <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks, Phoebe. <laughs> Thanks, Phoebe. Catch Phoebe. you. Bye. Um, if you have an unexpected hookup that uh, you want to let us know about, hit us up on matt.and.alex on Instagram or uh, I reckon I'm going to be starting a Discord thread for that one. That will be, uh, yeah, a, a most viewed, I'd say. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Matt, quite excited right now because it's time to announce a brand new aspect of all day breakfast. In much like, you know, a real full English breakfast, um, there's a lot of different aspects to Matt and Alex. Okay. You've got your, uh, you know, your, your chorizo. Okay. Your, What's um, that? Well, you know, your, uh, that would be the uh, meme segment that we have. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, hash browns, of course, which is our clickfish. Uh, you've got general banter, which is sort of the filler, a bit of beans. That's, you know. that's oh, I think that's your Turkish toast. Yeah, sure. The bread know? fills the stomach. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and one other thing that we have is potentially the bottomless brunch, which you've been hearing a little bit on Saturdays. Well, the bottomless brunch has been kicked off the menu. Well, uh, because we really wanted to make room for something that we've yet to really uh, enjoy doing, and that's just really get these long conversations going, Matt O'Kind, which is a great thing once you've finished. Once you've finished your breakfast, you can just order another flatty and just sit at the table for a little while. Well, that's the thing. We talk to so many great, interesting, inspiring, uh, amazing guests each and every day, and we can only talk to them for, you know, five and ten minutes here or there. And so um, what we're going to try and do is every now and then, uh, you know, try and make it once a week, we're going to sit down with an artist and really talk it out like you would over, you know, the white dining cloth table, maybe on a, you know, some water views with some oysters and, and a little bit of sparkling white. You know, we want to we want to do a long lunch. That's right. And uh, the first long lunch guest will be joining us. Uh, you'll be able to hear with our chat with incredible up and coming musician in Australia, Jaguar Jones. You may have seen her um, popping up with Hermitude on uh, Like a Version. She was on the Eurovision Australia Decides recently. Uh, she's released her own brand new music, which is doing some very good things. And uh, she, we got to have a chat with her, which we're going to give you on uh, tomorrow. And it's going to be a full 20 minutes or so. Uh, I think delicious- it's longer. Yeah, uh, could get even a little bit longer. So, I, mean, um, I think you're getting a little. I think we're getting the you know the three course and dessert. And it was such a good chat. Like we had to pick a bit to play you right now to have you give you an example of what we're going to talk about. And it was very hard to pick. Could it be how one of her songs got deleted under dubious circumstances? Could mm. it be um yeah her having COVID nineteen or could it be her going to the oh yeah performing Accident, on live television performing on live television qualifying for Eurovision and and like having a insane accident kind of happen. Uh, what so we've decided to give you is uh, the best ambulance ride ever. Uh, Jaguar Jones told us about when her EP was dropping, but she had to go to the hospital. It was literally two hours before the EP was about to drop. And because I was with a virtual hospital for the majority of my care. And then they called me and was like, hey, uh, we've just called an ambulance for you. Uh, we're taking you to the hospital. 
And I was like, what? No, my debut EP's coming out. Can oh, I do no. another day? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, wow. yes, they, were like, they were like, no, your vital signs are not looking great. We need to bring you in for a physical assessment. Uh, stay on the phone with me until the ambulance come. And I was just like, mm, damn it. Oh, and, oh no. But it was actually so good because oh. like the paramedics came and they were like, Aren't you Jaguar Joe? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's so cool. Did they hand you the like, ox cord for the ambulance? You could bump a bit of fire in there. And I was just like, mm, no. Like, um, and they were just like, oh, that's so exciting. We listen to the radio. And um, I was like, yeah, actually my debut EP is coming out like now. And they're like, like now, now? I'm like, yeah, like right now. And they put on the light and put the EP <laughs> on uh, through their stereo system, blasted it out, and they were just boogieing the whole way. What, and to the streets? Like, like, yeah. like this, your EP oh, was on the so ambulance cool. siren. Oh, amazing. How good. And at, at the time, I was just like, I'm so embarrassed. But yeah. now I'm just like, oh, they were the best guys. And they just made a really grim situation, a really unique and fun one. And it was just really cool. So I don't think anyone else can... Um, beat me and bringing in a debut EP like that. Absolutely. (laughs) And I mean, I guess it's interesting because I know that when you release anything into the world, it's, you are just so focused on seeing the reaction from people, you know. You're looking at all your socials. You're looking for, you know, all the feedback coming in. Were you just in a hospital kind of going, oh, well, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I, it was so bad because, like, when I went into the hospital, I started seeing my phone just going, like, bing, 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 bing. And I was like, <laughs> I want to look at this. <laughs> and then my phone just goes, like, your battery is dead. There is so much more to the chat, and so that's why we wanted to give it to you in full. A little bit like we you might have uh, listened to the full Rutger Bregman interview the other day. We really like that uh, idea when you get you know you get a really cool person you want to chat to for a long time. You want to hear the full thing, and so we're going to start doing a few more long lunches. The first of which dropping tomorrow with that uh, very talented lady Jaguar Jones. So uh, keep an eye out in your feed for it. Happy dining. (laughs) Order up. That's how you like it. Perfect. Now, Alex Dyson, we've been working on this podcast for a little while now, but in the behind the scenes, in the background, you have been toiling away tirelessly putting together a whole comedy club, which we've heard a little bit about over the past couple of days. It's called Comedy Republic. Yeah, and, it was uh, doing a lot it must of be, admin. must be tiring, dude. <laughs> doing a lot of admin for that yesterday. You're on the phone to all sorts of people. Haley sorting out the insurance. Rhonda sorting out the sanitary bins. I'm talking, my dad's up in town. He's putting insulation in the windows to stop the roadwork sounds coming in. <laughs> I'm on the phone today, yesterday with the live stream people. Try to connect my streaming cameras to my computer via the yeah. IP address. And guess and, uh, what? Right in the middle of all that, I get a call from old Matt O'Kine. Hey, mate, what's on the show tomorrow? <laughs> hey, well, it's just time that I can finally get my justice because when we started doing the podcast, oh, didn't I hear about how many interruptions would be had through the middle of our meetings? We're holding a, like a 10-kilo baby that's wriggling around in the middle of the street. Hey, hold on. Come on. Okay, sorry, I'm back. Yeah. Um, I think I think we should talk. We should have a break. Hey, Sophia, please, 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 please. Oh, 
<laughs> so um, we, I, I had been giving Matt a bit of crap over the first couple of months, but uh, yeah, yesterday you uh, you served it right back at me, my friend. Well, yeah, suddenly you're getting distracted. People are vacuuming around you. You've got all this stuff going on, and now you know how it feels. But, you know, no one has had it uh, worse than uh, a particular BBC presenter or uh, live cross during a BBC presentation uh, yesterday. You might have seen some footage come up of a uh, of an expert mid-conference call when uh, their little ones happened to interrupt. What's your daughter called? She's called Scarlett. Scarlett, I think it looks better on the lower shelf. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lovely unicorn. Um, and do stop me. If you need to crack on, do, do tell us. My name is Christian. His name is Christian. Christian. Yes. I'm just deciding where we can go, where mummy wants it to go. Oh right, where does mummy want it to go? I think just on that shelf is great. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Let it be known that a child will doesn't care whether their mum is a professor of global health policy at London School of Economics. They don't care if that your mum's talking to BBC's. Christian Fraser about these huge pivotal things in the world. It just reminds me of the North Korean expert whose who's, who's kids walked into the room that time dom, only to have his partner <laughs> run in. I, tell you, I watched that footage recently again. It holds up better than any comedy I've ever seen. It was great. But it's not, also, again, not the only one recently, Matt. This Sky News in the UK uh, has footage has come out about a son wanting uh, just... Not much to ask, just two biscuits. Minister David Cameron was talking about... Oh, I'm really sorry, that's my son arriving. Sorry, really embarrassed. Sorry. Hold on one second. Sorry. Two biscuits. Yes, you can have two biscuits. I'm really sorry about that. Yeah, OK, well, we'll leave Deborah Haynes in full flow there with uh, some family duties. (laughs) Was that a bit of shade from the presenter? (laughs) Dude, that is genius from the son, though, because I reckon the son's figured out that mum will will do anything... (laughs) Right now, for me to get out of her hair. That's why he's gone the t- the two, and you know what? From this point on, he'll know when to ask for two, and he'll say, "You did it last time. You did it last time." Exactly right. That's a lesson to the kids out there. Wait to your parents uh, in front of people, and then strike. <laughs> Now time to talk to someone, Matt O'Kine, who you may know from Channel 10's The Project. You might have seen her on Whose Line Is Anyway, Australia. Or you could be a local free-range hen uh, marketer who gave her breakfast, lunch and dinner. It's uh, Susie Yusuf. Hello, Susie. Hello, boys. Susie, can you please clarify what Alex Dyson just meant? Well, okay, I, I have eaten one meal today and it is eggs on toast and it was at 3pm, so I don't know which meal it is, but I definitely <laughs> have enjoyed those eggs. Eggs on toast, I've been loving them myself. You a uh, scrambled, poached, fried or hard-boiled, then smooshed? I do love a scrambled, but if I'm feeling lazy, I'll just fry them and get them down my gullet as quickly as I can. Mm. What about, um? let's take it to level two here, Susie, what about a curried egg or a deviled egg? 
Oh, I think no. I don't think curry and eggs should be married. I'm a big I'm a big thumbs down for the curry, especially on a sandwich. I'm not not that into the Matt O'Kind, that actually shocks me because you love all food. No, not not egg sandwiches. I don't know why. I like eggs on toast. Love eggs on toast. Yeah. Egg sandwiches. Yuck. I think it's having the I think it's, you know, wearing the little bread hat. I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta you gotta cook the toast. You gotta cook that bread. Exactly. Hey. Now this is all day breakfast, so we could talk about food all day. <laughs> but Susie uses. Let's get down to brass tacks here. Are you going to be naked on television tonight? You know what? I thought, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. I mean, on the weekend. I thought that might have been a very strong possibility, and I still said yes. Um, <laughs> I think I just had a, a, a lapse in judgment there, but no, I will not be getting naked on television yet. Not for that day. Um, but I. <laughs> Not on an SBS budget. Not on an SBS budget. But I will be drawing some naked people. Yeah, it's quite exciting. A show called Life Drawing Live. It is premiering tomorrow night. You are right, Matt. 8.30 on SBS, hosted by Mr. Rove McManus. And this is an interesting thing. It's sort of like Q&A with nudity because it is people at home are are sort of encouraged (laughs) to get involved with the show, aren't they? It is nothing like Q&A with nudity. But... (laughs) People are encouraged to get involved, to do the sketches from home. Basically, what you're going to be doing is either admiring the art of the other people working on the show or just laughing at their choice to cast me in a show that requires someone who can draw. Uh Uh-oh. It's just nonsense. I mean, have you done any life drawing before? I have done one life drawing class in my life. It was for my sister Terry's hen do. I had drunk a little bit um, and I did not... Yeah, I didn't excel at that. <laughs> Where, um, where'd you go wrong? Because isn't it all just like expressive? Picasso didn't draw anything the way it should look. Yeah, but I don't think Picasso did a whole lot of life drawing. See, I don't even know. But someone's probably going, he did. He drew. He was doing life drawing his whole life. I'm not really sure. I don't have a great deal of art knowledge, but I love drawing. I mm. love doing it. I'm just not good at it. Are either of you good at drawing? Nah, I'm terrible at it. And I also have never thought about doing life drawing. I'm I'm still very immature <laughs> and I don't know if I can just get over the idea that someone's standing there nude um, and I'm just supposed to be drawing. Like I just feel si- funny oh, about it Oh, you mean like all. all the people that had to be on set for your show that were watching you be naked <laughs> while doing their job? Yeah, yeah. You're okay with that? Well, yeah, well, you didn't see when I was wearing my little, you know, light tan sock downstairs. <laughs> Everyone's having a good old laugh at me. No one not. was no one was having a straight face with their crayons in that moment. They're all just pointing and laughing. So that's how I feel like I'll be the same with someone else. Matt, I think that's just in your memory what happened. I think in real life everyone was like, oh, this Adonis, and they started sketching quietly behind the camera. That's <laughs> yeah, what I think sure. probably happened. That sure. must have been what was happening. Now, I, unlike Matt, I am quite mature and have done life drawing before and have not laughed during it at all. Um, I find the human body to be a work of art. Uh, Susie, are you the same? What what piece of the human body would you consider the uh, the most beautiful? This is a very easy question for me. Um, I adore the back of a man. So as in, you know that part between someone's shoulders that starts to dip in? 
mm. and then keeps going down to the base of their back. I think that mm. is the most beautiful part of the human body. The back oh. of a man. You know, that's the tough as well. As a man, I don't know what mine's like. It's hard to... Because it's, it's, it's in the bit that I can't see, you know what I mean? So I haven't spotted... Well, I, I see it spotted. all the time, Matt, because they're always walking away. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. And I guess it's the part design. I mean, it is quite rare because of the part design where you need a scrubbing brush on a stick in order to sort of reach behind and, and wash that bit as well. So it could almost also be the dirtiest part of a man. <laughs> it could be. I hadn't thought of it like that, but it absolutely could be. So have you done, I mean, the first one is tomorrow night. Have you done any trials or anything? Do you know how these how this will go? I will confess, I did book in an online course. I was like, you know what? I don't want to be the worst one at it, even though I definitely will be. So I booked in a course and I got an email back within 24 hours that, like, that said, oh, we've actually had to cancel the online live drawing class and we'll refund all your money or give you two more tickets to it to a class in like a couple of months' time. And I was like, well, that's no good to me. So <laughs> I'm going in. Did you just, just go on to with- like Pornhub and freeze a frame or something and... <laughs> That's not what I would do. I don't I don't look at porn. I'm j i am I was just I was just, you know, wondering. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, look. Oh, it's a little bit quick <laughs> to jump to that conclusion. So I'm very not sure what to believe there, yeah, Susie. But we're looking forward to it. Uh you got a couple of other special guests guests joining you, including Adam Liao as well, Hunter Page Lockhart, who you might know from the Sapphires movie and, and Clever Man as well, and uh Australian acting royalty Claudia Carvin as well. They'll all be uh getting the charcoal out and uh, doing a bit of shading around the creases. I know, what an amazing lineup. I can't believe that I'm going to have to look at naked people when I'm just going to want to stare at the other people drawing next to me. Right? I mean, and will you guys be able to talk to each other or is it more, uh, you know, heads down, crayons out? Uh, they have asked me not to talk to anyone else on set and just to focus on the task at hand. So, um, okay. yeah, not even Rove. I'm not allowed to look at Rove in the face, which is really going to be hard. Oh, yes. It's a good face. It is a very good face. Uh, Susie Yusuf, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, Good luck with the sketching uh, tomorrow night. Life Drawing Live is premiering on SBS, so hopefully you can catch it and we'll catch you very soon. Thank you, Matt and Alex. All Day Breakfast. With a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Now, Alex Dyson, uh, a couple of days ago, we chatted to an incredible chef from just outside of Melbourne. Uh, her name is Joe Barrett. She's just launched a magazine series called Have a Go, uh, where it encourages people in this isolation period to uh, have a crack at some of the more, well, some of the simple but daunting dishes that you might have always wanted to make. So the first uh, the first uh, cab off the rank was feta, how to make homemade feta. Yeah, it's not one you, just, you originally go to, but given, you know, it's more time consuming and people could potentially have a bit more time to themselves if they're at home, uh, it's a good place to start, but also it is a tough place to start because uh, making feta from scratch, it's tricky stuff. And so we... We asked you whether you've had a, uh, a couple of attempts at your own food in isolation and if a couple of those have gone awry. And uh, we've actually got a few on the phone right now. Aoife from Melbourne, hello. Hi. Thank you very much for joining us. How has your isolation been in the kitchen? <laughs> well, it was actually uh, my partner. I'd asked him to cook me uh, an isolation breakfast because I was missing getting out. Um, so I requested a potato rosti or a hash Ooh. brown um, in Irish. And uh, 
when it's when he served it off, I noticed that it was quite like grey in colour. And uh, as I started eating it, I start I find that there was like a bit of hair in my mouth, so I started pulling it out. Oh, your hair, like, his hair. <laughs> so this strand was very long, so I think it was potentially my own hair. Okay. Uh, so as I continued to eat, I was like, this tastes awful. There's something that has gone really wrong here. Mm. And the next bite, I noticed that there was even more hair. And it seemed <laughs> like it was potentially some of my dog's hair oh. in there as well. <laughs> um, at this point, I looked over at my partner. and noticed that he was also pulling hair out of his mouth. <laughs> and I was like... Okay, one, I, like, I can understand. Happened? Two... Is getting on the edge just do multiple you, mouthfuls. Yeah, do you live in a hairdresser's or something? <laughs> like it, we're we're a sharing family, so there's quite a lot of hair around at all times. But basically, basically, what had happened was when he was straining the potatoes, he didn't have a cheesecloth, so he used like a microfiber cloth. That when I stain it, I realized it's actually the cloth that we keep in like our dog bed and in his, oh. in with his coat. Oh, so it had no. attracted. I swear, it attracted, like, obviously clinged all of the dog's hair. I don't even think it was clean. My hair, and he had strained the potatoes through it and then baked it. So the hair was, like, baked throughout the potato roster. Not to to mention some sort of cleaning product, no doubt, probably. And the rosties were, like, a blue colour or a grey colour, and I'm pretty sure that was the dye from the cloth as well. Oh, oh no! Tell you what, Aoife, that is uh, pretty rough stuff. Um, are you going to trust him cooking up uh, the big breakfast from now on? Oh yeah, he had a lot to make up for after that. So okay, excellent. Well, <laughs> good luck. For, please check in with future uh, mishaps. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for the call. We've also got Hannah from Tassie. G'day, Hannah. Hey, how you going? Not too bad. Well, thank you. Uh, what about yourself? You bake, you're eating dog hair or what's your story? <laughs> oh, cat hair almost. Oh, no. <laughs> oh what? What happened? Uh, I attempted to make some barbecue beef jerky in my oven. Um, okay. So I had the, had the oven door open a little bit, temperature right down on low. Uh, then kind of noticed that the door was shut next time I went past. Opened the door to find my cat, Gloria. <gasps> Laying across what? the warm racks, just basking in barbecue beef. <laughs> oh my god! No, 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 no. Okay, no, wait. No, no. So let's just make no. clear that when you make a jerky, it's about a lower temperature and just a long dehydration process. Yeah, absolutely. For about eight hours, and I will say she's one hundred percent okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! She was in the oven for eight hours. No, no, not for eight hours. Oh. <laughs> To the jerky was. So is it just like a bit of a a, a meat sauna potentially at that temperature? Yeah, I think so. So she must have snuck in there for probably about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Oh, my God. It was just uh, very full and very warm. (laughs) So so she she she, she sampled all the jerky? Yeah, she did. She ate about half of it. Oh, well, as you know, that's the price you pay for um, for a hot, hot steam room. Hey, um, (laughs) Hannah, that's, I mean, you've, you've, have you, did you, you know, she's definitely the, your cat's fine? Yeah, she is. I was a bit worried. I was panicked when I first opened the oven and seen her. I was like, oh, my God, I've cooked my cat. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. But Please. She, yeah, she, so <laughs> everyone, keep an eye on your cats. Please Keep your oven door out. closed. That is Matt Dalek's guarantee. Oh, Thank you very much for that, thanks, Hannah. We'll catch you no later. Problem. Thanks, guys. And we also have one final cooking disaster, and it's not often, Matt O'Kine, you get a gold Logie winner to jump up on the phone for some food fail talkback, but it's happening today. 
Tell me about it. She hosts the project, uh, and you might have seen, heard her on a uh, different radio show, Carrie and Tommy. It is such a pleasure to welcome to our show with an ISO cooking disaster, Carrie Bickmore. We'll be careful of that bit there. Oh. Hello. Yeah, put some cream on it. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Carrie, Carrie Bickmore. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi, it's Matt O'Kine. How are you? Good, thanks, Matt. How are you? <laughs> Good. It's funny. We were just, we earlier on in our show, we were literally talking about, um, Kids crashing, uh, you know, crashing media from the interviews, the BBC interview that we were oh, on. Oh, how uh, funny was that? Then, yeah. So, <laughs> so cute. So we've got that on the show and then we're also <laughs> talking about ISO food and you've just given us both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Carrie, can you tell us about your uh, instance with uh, an ISO cooking disaster? I mean, I'm not sure what disaster you're referring to. Oh, <laughs> I'm talking know. about the macaroon Hindenburg <laughs> that you dished up. Do- I, mate, I set out to make dog turds and that's exactly what I made. I mean, I don't think, honestly, if you said, like, hey, try and make a biscuit that looks like a dog turd, I don't think you could have, I don't think you could have nailed it as well as you did, honestly. What 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 happened, Carrie? Okay, so I am um, on a holiday at the moment from both my jobs, and so um, I've made <laughs> I've made it um, sort of my duty this holiday to be a fun mum and to do fun mum things. And I had this macaroon book uh, that I'd bought at Audi a few years ago, <laughs> and it comes with from a the middle aisle. Kit. You got it from the middle aisle, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> And it's got a full kit. It's got the bit you squeeze out. It's got the little nozzle bit. It had everything you need. And so I was like, I'm set. And it had the recipe book. So I set out to make macaroons. And there's a whole book of every flavour you could ever want. And even... <laughs> It turned out brown. Here we go. It turned out brown. <laughs> what, we were trying I mean, to make the strawberry coconut ones and we ended up making chocolate ones. But I blame the recipe because in the recipe it had cocoa powder and cocoa powder makes things chocolate and it was yeah. meant to be strawberry. So, so how, I reckon why? there's something. I, I reckon in the translation when the book was published, some somehow coconuts oh, become cocoa. In German, oh. it's a bit different in the old uh, cookbook headquarters. Of course. Yes. And, it, and it sounds like you've got the uh, the young Matt Preston with you there. Did we get a review of the uh, of I the mean, macaroons? I'm the only one that's eating them, so I think that's a pretty fair <laughs> review. Uh, I hope you're not eating, eating them in the, in the park, Carrie. People will be walking past going, oh, no. <laughs> Carrie's just picked that off the ground. Do you know, though, what I did make accidentally in making macaroons was there's the middle bit in a macaroon you get. You know when you get it, it's got like a top and a bottom and a little sort of yummy bit in the Chewy middle. Yummy bit, yeah. Yeah, in making that, I also stuffed that up. However, I've made the most delicious strawberry jam out of it. So on toast Ooh. this morning, I had the filling from my macaroons that didn't work out. Oh, so well, you've managed to pull, <laughs> pull uh, victory out of the jaws of defeat, Kobe. Well, we appreciate you uh, letting us know about your uh, ISO cooking adventures. And, uh, yeah, all the best with uh, future Aldi middle aisle purchases. Yeah, I've still got 10 kilograms of uh, uh, cooking flour if anyone's got any tips on what I can do with that. Yeah, All right, just check out there. Carrie's uh, Instagram page if you want to see the proof of uh, the poo-ding. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, sorry, okay, oh, I'm no. sorry, I'm sorry. Um, no, thanks so much, Carrie, that was awesome. No worries. Yes, thank you, Carrie Bickmore, for joining us on the show today and a big thanks to uh, our other guests as well, uh, Susie Youssef and Jaguar Jones, who you'll be hearing the full chat with tomorrow. Yeah, join us for a long lunch. It will be dropping sometime around when? In the morning? In the Arvo? In the evening? I don't know. When's when's lunch start? When are we kicking off? 
Oh, let's if you do got, it. If you've got to do a long one, you better start pretty early. We'll figure that one out. We've also got an incredible man joining us for a midnight snack as well. If you were pressed for time and just feel like a midnight nibble, uh, Mr. Nazim Hussain will be having a chat to you over the weekend as well. And we'll see you on Monday. Brand new week. Tash Sultana will be on the show as well. That will be great. And until then, have a very nice, safe time. And uh, we'll see you next time. Please check your ovens. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. See you soon. Bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.